0: Okay. Oh, it's just us. I'm curious about monks. So how how does there let's say I roll an attack, um I, I see that there's a bonus action for, for flurry of blows is in that. Yeah. So so how how does it work? So I can as a monk roll in, do just a normal attack, and then as a bonus action do fury of blows, which gets me Two more attacks. <laughs> Two attacks just in that fury of blows. Yeah, after the initial attack. Yeah. Okay, and then um, th- does that go up with each level? Do I get another attack? I think or it
1: something? does go up to like three or something later on, but I'm not sure. Well, I, I didn't go that deep.
0: That. Okay.
1: If you look at the player's handbook, I bet
2: you it tells you it right in the first chart.
0: And what you class? have to you have to use cheat or key point to to. Y- do the yeah, flurry so like, blows?
1: Like everything you do, you have to like spend a key normally to okay. be able to enact it. Like uh, the stunning strike, it, it costs a key. There was like uh, the def- like the deflect deflection. missile is a key. Yeah, it costs a key to throw it back. Yeah, um yeah. It it's a really interesting class. I actually really enjoyed it.
0: Does does the actual deflect missile cost it? Cost a key point, or is it only when you choose to throw it back? It says
1: for one key point, you can throw it back. Wow, I don't know. Okay, okay, (laughs) I don't know. I would have to like actually read in the book. It feels like a good reading of that, yeah. Top of my head, I would imagine because it seemed like you should have to spend something to,
0: yeah, potentially 10
1: uh, hit points saved.
2: (laughs) Every once in a while, Wizards isn't very explicit about things but like they're pretty good at writing rules and telling you like
1: what supersedes other things so and and i'm also using uh just the stuff that's on orc pub that i downloaded so yeah uh, it doesn't it doesn't always have everything
0: yeah uh, exactly right
3: they kind of truncate some of the rules yeah that way
0: and um the amount of key points that you get does that go up as you yeah. level up, yeah, yeah, I had seven at this level. I just like meta sure. Is it one per per level? It looks like. I think so, because I've got a character, or a level three character in front of me that
2: has three per short rest. I bet you it's right all on the first page of monk in the rule in the player's handbook.
0: I got you, Rhett. Uh, you want me to read the book?
2: I get. No, it. I don't. <laughs> I just think those charts are like helpful because it's like a snapshot
3: of like level one yeah. through twenty of oh. like your class. It's actually yeah it's it's per level except for the first level you don't get it. Oh well, there you go. At second level you get two and then it's just that may, my yeah. level. That
0: and then what the sense. what the heck is this DC is 11? Oh, you, you have to beat like yeah.
1: for like the stunning strike. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, okay, okay. Cool okay enough and i feel like you get other
1: pushing. stuff with other paths but i chose the drunken master cool. so which i had definitely. like that disengage ability whenever yeah. i hit with fury of blows without
0: spending key that's pretty yeah, awesome. awesome
1: let's not fucking waste
2: words here like we're in the crit files right now that drunken no. master shit was badass
1: that was awesome yeah, yeah i i, I like i just made this character uh just pretty much off the fly. Like I got uh the stuff about the flask from you, and I had been yeah. thinking about you know playing uh a monk, and I was like, well, dude, if I do the drunken master, like I want that Perfect. flask. <laughs> like I want it for me. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah, that's like the ultimate like levels of enlightenment and stuff. So yeah, uh, I didn't think it would be a genie. I thought it would be uh uh, like a lich or, or something like that that was like held in there that we'd have to fight. Yeah. Uh, but I like the way that turned out instead.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, I did not expect. Yeah, there are so many things with that. I did not expect. Um Everything with the flask went horribly wrong from the way that I had sort of like envisioned it in my mind, like playing out, like not that I wasn't like expecting there to be deviations, but just like it was all different all the way around. Uh, Like I didn't expect Balin to get his hands on it so quickly. So Balin was gone. (laughs) And like I kept being like. I could try to keep him around, but how disingenuous that I've been saying the only thing he's wanted this entire time is to
4: leave, and then to keep him there and risk screwing that up. Like, wait, so was Balin like a some genie of some kind, or what? Do you want me to like pull back the curtain and tell you? Well, like, it's what the quick my... files, so
2: yeah. Okay,
3: yeah, yeah, it's all done it's now. The last one for this. I've got, yeah. I've got all my theories on what what he is. But... I
2: had so much planned out for like dialogue wise, like what was going to come out? Like you guys were going to learn a little bit more about like the Prince um, and about like, w- you know, why he had so much treasure and all this sort of stuff, a little bit more about Balin, but like Balin left so fucking quickly that none of this got <laughs> to come out. So <laughs> if anybody wants to take a guess, shout it
4: out. Otherwise I will. Is he related to the Prince?
3: No, he's My... not related to the Prince, but he knows My... the
4: Prince. Yeah. My, my working the
3: theory is that he's he's you know like from some futuristic world and this is like a simulation that's being run. That's a pretty good guess. Yeah.
1: Anyone else? Uh, yeah. I was kind of yeah leaning towards like a Matrix style thing where yeah. they're both like kind of god like entities that have their own worlds that they control and stuff. That's a good guess too.
0: I don't have anything that cohesive. But my my only curiosity went to. What is the relationship between Balin, the prince, and this genie? Like there, yeah. there apparently is some sort of bad blood or something there. There is a bit of a relationship, and with Kriljak as well. Yeah, uh, and the the yeah. other oil lamp that's on the ivory pedestal that's down there, mm-hmm. which is also where Kriljak still is. Yeah. Um. Okay. Go ahead, but yeah. I want to oh, make yeah. sure you talk.
2: Yeah.
4: <laughs> make sure you talk about those because I okay. want to know. Uh, well. I I have I have I have a guess. Okay. Um, this was this entire world is like a contained like a biodome, like its own separate world. like show. What they, is a biodome though? I don't you guys made that reference. I, I don't I know. know. It, well, it, Biodome is a movie with Polly mm-hmm. Shore. Mm. Um, but I just mean it's a contained environment. Yeah, that is not part of the actual real world. Yeah. And it's something that was made. And I think Balin yeah. had something to do with that as like an architect or. Balin had nothing to do with it. Let me tell you. But you are
2: correct. All of you guys are really close. <laughs> this whole idea for this little game transpired. I was um, writing this story about how people, the way that people were using their wishes with a genie and how it was like a little bit of a monkey's paw. And this person, he wanted so badly to be Prince and he got the genie and he said, Genie, I want to be Prince. So the, the genie made him Prince of nothing. And inside of his lamp, he's able to project this world, but it's small. It's contained. It's within the genie's lamp. Oh. And there inside the genie is basically God. Um, and he can create this entire small self-contained world where boom, this guy, Bayezid Khan is now prince, but he is prince of fake things that the genie made. And now he's out of his hair, which granted no big deal. But, um, Bayezid Khan and, uh, Balin and had worked together on a job because they're both thieves. They're both burglars. And Baizid Khan fucked Balin over and he disappeared. And Balin, to prove that he's the best thief who ever walked the face of the earth um, was going to go inside the world that the genie created and steal from the prince himself and return with proof that he had done so. Um, and so that's how he got stuck inside of this world. Um, so yeah, all of you are like kind of right in your own way. Um, it's a little less exciting when I explain it out, but yeah, it's this world exists inside the genie's lamp. The genie is God, and 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 the sun doesn't move because it's like you know I don't know. I was thinking of some sort of allegory to the lamp there. You know, the burning of mm-hmm. of, of fuel. Yeah, there. it's just a stationary light source. yeah, yeah mm-hmm. exactly. And so, and that's. <laughs> I was going to try to allude to that. It's a lamp, more but we didn't really ever come into any reason why I would need to. So I never did. But that's why it's also like this circular thing. There's nothing beyond the twilight um, and people would just die. And by die, they would just literally just fizzle out their sort of simulated life that the genie had brought into existence.
0: So was Lynn a glitch in the system? Like the, uh, yeah. The reappearing because- dead people. yeah
2: so the the genie was imprisoned in an iron flask and uh the con uh the the prince um had realized like hey i could keep this genie on a leash but if anybody else ever comes to this genie or whatever or somebody gets inside the lamp and they're fucking with me like it's going to be a big deal so he got an iron flask and he kind of like imprison the genie within his own world and so magic was because the genie wasn't there to like tend to it wasn't able there to do this it was sort of falling apart it was fraying and things were like recycling you know it was like powering sort of off the memory of the spells that the genie had used Mm. to um create this world to begin with
0: interesting i don't know if you remember i think on one of the last um crit files i had mentioned something about like one of those residual ghosts that's just kind of doomed to repeat over and over yeah you did That's and yeah there's no like really like logical
2: explanation for it except that i wanted there to be like you know people who were dead or didn't exist or whatever That's cool. they were like walking through this world that like people weren't necessarily afraid of in any in, in any way well um, my,
0: my brain hurts but i love it
2: yeah. Well, and so, yeah, Balin just like his fucking burglary from inside the lamp went wrong and he got stuck there for a long ass time, which is why he just wanted to go. He wanted to find the genie um, because he knew that the prince would have been captured it and stored it somewhere within his treasure trove, like the ultimate of trinkets. Right. Mm. Um, and he just wanted to go home. So yeah, I was hoping to have some of that unravel itself a little bit more organically because, like, when you explicitly explain it, it's like, yeah it's not as cool. But when you're no, piecing cool. it all no, together, it's very like, cool. Connie's yeah, very getting cool. these like <laughs> Connie's getting these like drunken conversations from Balin. Like, you're not fucking real. You're fake. Yeah. <laughs> Can I tell you guys what I was hoping would happen? Yeah. Because we had talked about this idea of like. You know, the stories that are told at the end and the end are like maybe loosely interconnected connected somehow and with they you know it's like and we weren't going to put a a, an exact definition on how or why and i thought like what better way to kick off this sort of like collaborative storytelling process than like here's this tiny ass world with these characters that are real because franco like franco has a sword in his hand that as far as i'm concerned has like a thousand year history within Mm -hmm. this Quote unquote, fake world mm. dash has a bangle that has a history that's very long as well in this fictional world those histories are like no less real than any of the other games that we've ever played you know but so i wanted to like slap you guys in the face with this realization that like y'all are fake you're living in this fake ass world mm. the genie will let you out if you want you want to be a real boy say the word and he'll let you out and you guys could go and you could be in the quote-unquote other real world, right? Whoops. Outside Whoops. of the expanse, like in Earth or wherever the fuck it, it is, yeah. you know? And then we could kick off the rest of our games and like, who knows? Like maybe there's other shit out there like that. Maybe we see Franco in the future or maybe we see Franco's sword or something like that, you know what I mean? So I was thinking like, I, I was hoping with Balin to be able to like offer you guys a little bit more of a choice. Like, y'all are fucking fake, but you want to be a real boy? Just say the words. And then <laughs> Balin's gone and you guys could have joined him out in the real
0: world. Yeah. But <laughs> so we technically well, excluding Connie, uh, we technically just killed a, a god by by our yeah, in, uh, in a certain gauge. definition. Yeah, because he's he's the god of that place.
2: Yeah, and you have to ask yourself, like, why was it so easy? Mm. Mm. Uh, why did we get look at that lamp on the counter there when we were pulling away? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, but you guys did for you know for real. I mean, I his the goal I was trying to do was get everybody trapped in their own little like sort of illusion with the genie. And then he would snap his fingers and those illusions would become real. And you would be in those places where you were. You wouldn't be at the Arboretum anymore. You would have mm. lost no treasure.
0: Is and that what happened to Balin the first time? A version of it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Interesting.
2: And Kraliak, what's his deal? Um, yeah. He partnered up with Balin to come into the lamp and steal from the emir. Mm-hmm. And Balin definitely was going <laughs> to fucking backstab him when he yeah. got out into the real world <laughs> if he needed to. But, man, just like Balin had once upon a time teamed up with the prince and gotten backstabbed, he was going to then climb on the necks of whoever he needed to prove that he was the, the best thief who ever lived.
0: And now corn exists.
2: in the it's always existed yeah. right here. In the and magic it's been sword. nobody, nobody into alcohol. Yeah,
0: nobody. <laughs> Nobody seemed familiar with it, so I figured. Yeah. I think that was just me. <laughs> He's <laughs> well, never eaten a vegetable in his life. When I say I it, know.
2: well, yeah, it probably does. Could grow in twilight some places for sure. I don't know why not. Wouldn't be as like great as it is like in noon. But L- uh, lack of light. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know.
1: I really uh, liked having the magical items, and then being able to like throw them at you and be like hey so this is happening
4: yeah Yeah, that was fun
2: (laughs) yeah my only i wish i could have given out more magic items and been like more specific but there came a point where i had (laughs) i just had these charts of magic items in front of me and they're fucking useless because you guys are like what do i find and i was like i can't just sit here and say you guys don't find anything you know what i mean like i don't it became like this like this idea to create this This magical world where magic items are everywhere, and there's all this, but like it almost became a double edged sword where I couldn't give you them in any meaningful way either. So I was like, okay, just take this. Here's just take this.
4: take this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Take all this stuff.
2: Yeah, and ma- like, and that was the thing with like the time constraints. It was really hard to like figure out how to do that in a meaningful way, where it feels like you're playing a game and things are left a chance or or your knowledge or your strategy. But like, also, yeah, there's a pile of magic shit right there. Like, take your pick, you know. <laughs>
3: um,
2: but yeah, that was fun, and and yeah, Milo probably put the magic items to the best use with his like potion of dragon's breath and his
1: yeah, that was so much um, fun. <laughs> I was
2: hoping to use the immovable rod a couple more times. Um, that arrow,
1: I like, that. I was, I, I, when you gave me that arrow, I was like, okay, whatever, fucking arrow. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, this is a genie. This could be an arrow to kill a genie.
2: <laughs> yeah. And it was specifically for like air elementals and stuff. So um, that worked out really well. Actually.
0: I love, I love the wrap up for Docs. That is probably one of the coolest story ends. <laughs> Yeah, I, think. I really him there in in enlightenment in bliss, just kind of <laughs> cool with everything not being real. Mm-hmm.
1: I really enjoyed the way Rhett, uh, like uh, drew out Doc's finding the the flask because mm. i wanted it and i was like i don't know what else to do besides look for it i know yeah <laughs> so i'm like i'm just going to continue to look and when when Rhett is ready we we will find it i'm sure <laughs> yeah well
2: and um i i did here's the thing so i had this vision too at the beginning i was like i i wanted balen to sort of be a wild card and i knew what balen wanted and i thought okay how do i make this interesting for everybody else and so i got this idea for like secret roles and so milo had his secret role that he wanted the flask and i also gave the information i thought who else would be interesting to have this i gave it to alex but it Mm -hmm. never quite came into play and i didn't want to like amp it up too much Mm -hmm. um but i thought pitting Milo and Alex against each other after like the same item would be super interesting. That this ended. then we Z still Watts. got pitted against one another. You <laughs> did,
0: which, yeah, yeah. which there was, was awesome. A awesome. There, I, there were a it, lot of there were a lot of curveballs in that last. Right, yeah. That <laughs> last like fifteen minutes was yeah. like, oh shit, no, no. Who's no.
2: fighting who? But <laughs> yeah. the way that they got pitted against each other, even like without like Milo just took the reins on his own character motivation, which I thought it really tied into like what we knew about you. From the beginning, because you said you were out here like looking for enlightenment and shit like that. You know, I, I never just... said
1: anything about treasure. <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. And so that was just that was fucking great. I couldn't have asked for a better just twist of fate from you both
3: going at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and was yeah with with that with that bottle. I you know Franco. I don't know. He, he saw the treasure and like, that was it. He's good. As long as he can get some percentage of yeah. this back home, he can, he can figure out the rest. And, you know, when, when the flask was there and it's like, oh, that's what the prince wanted. I don't, know, I don't need to care about the prince anymore that I have all this treasure yeah
2: more treasure than
3: the prince so. yeah i think but that, that I, I know
2: i guess I should have done a better job maybe been like it's a fucking genie's lamp essentially you can get a wish you know like yeah. um uh, because as soon, when you started making that decision i was like yeah no that's the
3: obvious choice to
1: make right this. right it's like
3: yeah i'm gonna leave it leave it be. I i always had kind of in my back pocket um if that was going to be a thing we fought over was like making it so like I would cast disguise self, but the way I'd say it is like I remove my disguise and you see in front of you the prince. Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, oh, <laughs> thank you. You found the buy bottle. The rest of the treasure is yours. Oh, that would have been so it. good. Some of the other things I thought but about doing that way.
2: I, that would have been epic if you got a chance to do that. I would have been all there. <laughs> um, one of the other things I thought about doing was because Franco sort of secretly did work for the Prince or have knowledge from the Prince or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I was thinking about giving you like a magic scroll that could like, I don't know, have like knocked everyone unconscious or something so that when you get to the treasure, you could have done. Yeah, I know I was toying with this idea. Like, obviously I never did, but like, it was this idea of like, what can I do to just really, it's like, I want everybody to get to the treasure and then everybody has their own fucking things or a couple of people has their own fucking things. And then it's just like a free for all. And it mm-hmm. kind of happened that way, but you guys did band together in a suitable fashion. So,
4: yeah, mm-hmm. I was ready to bail. <sighs> oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Shear was just definitely, he's like, ah, uh, you probably could have left like, yeah, pretty quickly if you didn't wait around too long.
4: I know, but I was like, oh, I don't want to be like a dick. <laughs> I don't know. I should have been a dick. Next time I'm being yeah. a dick. Would've yeah. I was,
3: I was real happy in the elevator with you being like, yeah, we can just leave whenever we want.
4: Yeah, just see how it plays out. Yeah. 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 I was like, for yeah, sure. if they're gonna get into like a scrap, you know, then great. That's just well it's a two way split. It's easy. Right. Yeah, right. for
0: sure. I have a question for Dash. Is, is is the sheer flashy? Like you I know he's got the bangle, but I don't know if that's really descriptive of his style.
4: Uh no. I mean he's a nomad, so everything is more I mean everything he wears is practical. Okay. Yeah. And even not the bangle flashy. itself,
2: it's not very flashy, you know?
4: So what would he spend his money on? Uh, I mean, he would probably just give it to his pride. Okay.
2: Respect. He'd spend it yeah. on respect.
4: So yeah. the whole thing,
2: you know, the whole thing with Sashir, if I understand it right, Dash, feel free to jump in because I don't know. But it's like he he was exiled from his pride. And basically told, like, don't return unless you're worthy of it. And that bangle marks him as unworthy to his pride and to all of the nomads, the nomadic tribes of the of the desert. Right. And that's why he can't lie to them. The bangle makes it so he can't lie to them. That's why, though, he's also immune to certain telepathic
4: effects and things like that. um, Yeah, I I mean, yeah, he would just probably spend spend the gold just kind of giving it to the pride coffers. And uh, you know, enriching them and being, in a way, not really buying his way in, but at least showing that he's proved himself, yeah, worthy that he he went out and he sought, you know, some fortune for someone else other than himself, yeah,
2: and yeah, faced like incalculable danger to do it, and yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think I feel pretty good saying that. Um, you know, they might be suspicious at first, but uh, eventually. You could, you could probably get back in, and then it's up to you. If, if the bangle is like a point of pride and, and maybe a bit of contempt, you keep it. If not, they might let you
4: take it off. So, Oh, it's coming off. He's going to start lying immediately.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Imagine a world where Zashir can lie, everybody. <laughs> Lesson, He's got
4: to bring that camel back still. So. Yeah. Lesson not learned. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, yeah. I had a theory about the sword, and I think it's probably wrong but i wanted to throw it out there yeah let's hear it is the sword a creation of the genie from someone that wished to have a weapon to kill him
2: yes okay (laughs) yes it but then that was sort of the thing that the tribes were saying is that it was sort of half of a wish And, um, I don't know, I, I didn't quite flesh that out of my mind, but it was like, somehow he got possession of a wish and wish it for something like that was directly contrary to like, you know, the genie. So it was like sort of a half fulfilled thing. Um, and so, yeah, he got this sword and the sword. I had so much fun, like kind of creating this like wonky thing about it. and Cause Alex had been like, I think it's tied to like my sword. Like my warlock thing is tied to my sword in some way. And I said, I'm on it. Um, <laughs> and I had a lot of fun creating that. So I, I, I talked about this before, and I did want to touch on it on Crit Juice or Crit Juice, fucking Christ, that's Crit Juice. Sorry, That's my D and D podcast uh, <laughs> on Crit Files. God damn it! Um, so is that I play. I have this game, and it's called Artifact, and in it you sort of role play out the history of like a legendary pseudo scientific. Uh, Pseudo sentient uh, item, and it, the item can be one of many different things. It could be a weapon, it could be a talisman, it could be an article of clothing, it could be a shield. And depending on these types of qualities, like it develops, it, it, like over time, it is wielded by different keepers. That impart different traits onto the weapon, and depending on the keeper, and depending on the circumstances of which they acquire it, and the circumstances of which they lose it, and all sorts of different things, um, the weapon takes on different traits. And so, and so, I told Alex when I was giving him this sword, (coughs) I said, "You know, you know, your sword has traits, and one of them, like uh, the three traits that I gave him, warped. The sword is warped." It looks like a poorly made sword to people that pick it up and try to use it. It's unbalanced and miserable to use, and they're more likely to cut themselves than cut their enemy. But if you attune to it, it's actually a very good weapon. Um, and part of the reason for that was because with with the wish, it was imbued with the quality of like making it so that like wind elementals and air element like couldn't predict its movements. You know, so it's all like whimsical and whimsical. Uh, it's, uh, silent, um, which is interesting because Alex had this idea that like his sword was where his like warlock power came from in some way, which he was a hex blade. So there you go. Um, and so I, but I, I didn't want to have his sword be like a flat out sentient sword. So the silent, uh, thing is that his sword took a vow of silence and co- instead communicates with emotions and images,
0: uh, um,
2: and, uh, a couple of other things. So, yeah, that's know, cool. That's really yeah. cool. And then the last thing was that the sword is fickle, it has its own desires, and they are shifty, um, but with crit successes and crit failures inadvertently trigger magic that the sword has learned over the years. We never got to explore that one, uh, Mm -hmm. unfortunately, but it could have been kind of fun. But But yeah, so like I had I created this sword and it had three people that kept it in the expanse over you know however many thousands of years it was, and the first one was like that Bedouin tribesman that I mentioned that had forged it with half of a wish, and he lost it tragically, and then it went to, ironically, and this character was actually kind of in the game, but we didn't explore it very much, but. Um, it went ironically to a, like a spirit of air that possessed a suit of armor and had like, he was like a warlord and like led armies and tried to conquer the expanse. And so like <laughs> this sword, like fucking conquered the expanse at one point by a fucking gust of wind inside of a suit of armor, I guess. Um <laughs> And anyway, yeah, at the at the Sunstroke Festival, the horsemen were like fighting against like an immovable, unmoving like suit of armor. And that was supposed to like represent the conquering warlord. Oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah. That's pretty dope. Uh, uh and then the, the last person that held the sword was Sir Drexel, who led the Midnight Order, uh, the Order of the Midnight Sun.
4: The oh. cult.
2: The cult, yeah.
4: yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I do need to bounce. Okay. Uh, Sorry, so I, Dash. Gotta, I gotta get going. No, yeah, you're going on really long. So no, you're totally fine. Uh, I'm going to take off. Okay. Thanks. All right. Well see you guys. Well played. Bye, Bye, nice job, good everyone. Bye. Bye.
0: Sorry, uh,
2: this did go on really long.
4: But, it's all
0: good. Uh, I, I just want to say before we we wrap up that um that Connie did put out an album. Yeah, uh, greatest. In the in, in the epilogue. Yeah. And and the tracks, the name of the tracks are as follows. <laughs> <laughs> uh uh we've got Franco the Genie Slayer. Nice. Uh Dox the Enlightened. Uh Zashir the Redeemed. Ooh, I and, like that one too. And zashir the Redeemed is at the very it's that's the last track. And then after that song completes, there's about 10 minutes of silence. And then guess what? There's a hidden track. And it's called Balin the kind of racist guy. <laughs> I was gonna say Balin the bastard. Yeah, because we had that whole thing at the beginning. I felt like it was appropriate to bring that bring that back. So I think so. I think so. Yeah,
1: yeah that's really fair. I like went into this with the thought that my character was going to get sucked into a flask and never heard from again. So I'm <laughs> really pretty happy close that yeah. that didn't happen. Uh, he's 15 years younger, so he's like in the prime oh, of yeah. his life and <laughs> yeah. he is completely enlightened. i I think it worked out really well for oh
0: i feel like there's a better song title in there the like the 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 youthful um buddha or something yeah the ageless buddha yeah docs the docks the
2: undying or something
1: yeah i also remembered the uh what i got the 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 uh glue glove thing yeah you were like, oh, you'll never need to use it because you don't use any weapons. And then it was like, oh, well, I can put the flask in it and yeah. it's not going anywhere now. Oh, man. Yeah,
2: strangely <laughs> enough, I was listening to an episode where I was editing and I gave Zashir a pair of gloves that were going to make it so that he couldn't be disarmed from his sword either. So I put two gloves like this out of the world and Zashir never bothered to like use them or try them or anything like that. So... <laughs>
1: i love it i just thought that was funny because it was like yeah this is the character that doesn't really need it but (laughs) i had it anyway and and you use it so cleverly that was perfect yeah so many of the items like worked out so well for me
2: yeah i i was hoping that you guys would try to Use the flask to like control the the genie and like make some wishes, but y'all just beat its bobo and took its treasure.
3: So it wanted but, it wanted to hurt my sword. Yeah, you know, like th- <laughs> yeah. that was the moment where I'm like, okay, if it's going after the sword and it's not going to let me leave, it's going to die. Not only <laughs> like strike up, he got, he got like backed into a corner. Franco did.
2: Yeah, I I wonder maybe this is like this is crit this is crit files maybe this is maybe this is uh canon maybe it's not but like he killed the genie you're the, the the sword so mm-hmm. like is the sun warp sword like wait like is it eschewing its vow of silence or is it still mm. um maintaining it? because it's um the vow of silence came after this is this is super meta right because a fucking swords (laughs) history here but the vow of silence was taken after sir drexel was murdered um by his own cultists in order to make the sunset um and the sword was lost and it was super pissed off by the betrayal and utterly can uh hated the cultists um so yeah i don't know maybe i guess you have to kill the cult first but
0: well, oh, we when it, when it's your turn again
4: to season DM, two. maybe that's our next mission. Coal.
0: So I don't know. Okay, so you still got
2: a vow of silence, but yeah, your sword—you're definitely a, a lot more connected to it.
1: Heck yeah, that's, that's beyond measure. Like some really, two. really deep, like well thought out, like world design. I that this is awesome. Really For well a done. shot
0: <laughs> too.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I got like the playing the swords history really
3: helped like i really like I'm, i like seeing how that's that's related to the game i i kind of want to f- do some stuff with that now because i yeah. see how you're I, just building a world while you do it
2: i i'm just fucking playing a game about a sword living its life and i'm like yeah. here's this entire fucking world and i did the same thing for dash's uh for dash's bangle as well mm-hmm. um the sword ended up having a vastly more interesting uh history um dashes ended up living a little bit of a life with a colony of bugs uh ants actually <laughs> which is i was thinking the hive mind thing which is actually what protected him from this sort of telepathy and charmed thing because the ants mm. were immune to that as well so i don't know maybe a stretcher but i do have the pdf for that game on a google drive and i can share it with you if you'd like and you can take a look at it yeah. um it does not it is not D it is its own game and you get to have the joy of sort of translating how these different things that happen to the sword and get a- imprinted onto the sword or whatever translate into D mechanics mm-hmm. you know when i got the trait warped when that got rolled up i was like the fuck what does that mean to <laughs> D?" and so then i got to have fun sort of like exploring like you know oh it's actually like it seems like a shitty sword and people don't like it and that's why it's been like discarded for so long but to the people that know to the people that can see these things it's a good fucking sword <laughs> cool um but yeah so i can i can share that with everybody but um oh yeah yeah anyway i don't know i could talk about this forever because i've been stewing on this uh, for a
3: long time well, what about our next uh story we're going to tell? Does Milo want to Yeah, wanna Milo, take us not give us tell us what we're going to do, but hint at what we might
1: do? Um, I I mean, I've told you guys we're going to be going on a high seas adventure. Uh there is uh, some rough seas ahead and uh maybe some interesting magic that's out there. Uh right. for you guys to kind of investigate. Maybe
2: maybe you don't have an idea yet, but one of the things that everybody kept pressing me when I was making mine was like, well, what sorts of characters should we make? Shouldn't we make, you know, and, and that got me thinking like, okay, these things don't make sense for the Solistar expanse. Like one of the things that didn't really make sense here was like clerics because like there's no gods inside the Solistar expanse, save for Sidim. Um, you know, and there was some other shit too. So thinking about that, like what sorts of characters can we make? Shouldn't we make, we're on a high seas adventure, um, you know. Maybe we could come from all walks of life. But are there any like sort of restraints or anything like that we should be thinking of when we make our characters?
3: I'll think on that. Yeah,
2: that could be interesting. Okay.
4: Hmm.
3: Cool. I'm excited. This was fun too. Yeah. 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 Thank Thanks, you,
2: guys. I appreciate it. And um, I do sort of plan on having a write up of this uh, that maybe our listeners could use for their own one-off campaigns and using that. So uh, we'll see how far along I get with that. Where but until your, then,
0: your play uh, testers.
2: Yeah. You guys are our, yeah. my play testers. Um, but until then, this has been, Oh, you know what? One other thing I'll just say, I'll <laughs> say this for the curve files. One line that I really wanted to have happen with the uh, like dialogue come up. Cause I gave you the sort of like the whole bit about, You know, Baizeed wanted to be Prince, so the the genie made him Prince of Nothing, Monkey's Paw. I wanted maybe if Kreliaq got his hands... on it or somebody else got their hands on it they would stupidly just be like i wish i wish for gold more gold than i can ever spend and the genie snaps his fingers and it just starts raining gold and buries them alive in gold <laughs> right that would have been sick as fuck yeah. anyway uh <laughs> just talking out loud now this has been crit files closing out the final the finale of wealth beyond measure the first one shot coming from in at the end we hope that you enjoy us uh, enjoy, god damn it fuck me join us for the next one uh whatever milo names it uh, uh, i've set the I set the bar of naming our adventures so oh boy you'll be there when we unveil it and experience it for the first time and we hope that you enjoy it till then grab your sword and keep on adventuring